This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist, John J.P. Parker, are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with BJ and JP. Hello, everybody. I'm John Parker. And this is BJ Thompson. And this is the Build a Better Us podcast. This is part four of our wellness series. And we're jumping into nutritional wellness, mm. right? It's it's life wholeness. Um, and oftentimes people think of, oh, you guys should have started with the nutritional piece. Like, no, that's it's 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 something you work yourself into. Um, and it would have been too easy to start there, right? We don't we don't do that. We we don't always shoot for the low-hanging fruit. That's just me. Um, mm. so with this episode, we want to make sure that we kind of put our our magic on this whole idea of nutrition and nutritional wellness and what that looks like. Because it's easy to say apple a day keeps the doctor away, but it's a little bit more involved when it comes to that. Um, BJ, again, what say ye? Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, so we wanted to discuss health wellness because I think that oftentimes we talk about wellness. Um, it's easy to forget, man, what you eat and how you eat will determine a lot of your wellness, right? By way of illustration, I think about um, what we call the value of a dollar, right? I grew up in an era, people would say, man, get the most out of your buck, the value for a dollar. So, you know, we, I grew up in an area of everything valuing a dollar. I grew up in an era of the, the dollar meal. Mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the dollar, dollar store. Menu, dollar menu, dollar store, yeah. The, yeah. Dollar, mm-hmm. the dollar store, uh, the dollar menu, where you can go get everything for 99 cents. 99. That's right. I grew up at the, um, you could go to the uh, Goodwill or the flea market and you can get things for a dollar. Um, and I also grew up in a corner store. I, I remember when chips were 25 cents. Do you remember 25 bags? Yeah, I do. I do. That's right. You get everything for a dollar. And so for me, in a lot of ways, my life really revolved around if I had a dollar, how would I manage it? Right. And so I remember high school playing football. Um, I was great at the Gatorade, terrible at the sport. And so in a lot of ways, you know, I, we would go to practice and everybody would go get their meal and snack. And so at the football practice, or sometimes even before, you go into the corner store mm-hmm. and, you know, you would go and find, you know, a snack cake um, from a said vendor. And then you would get, you know, a juice. Um, And this juice was a jungle juice. Yeah, yeah. Right? You had two types of jungle juice. You had the jungle juice, the smaller kind of container, and then you had the big joint. Both of them leaked, right? None of them, for whatever reason, (laughs) both of them leaked, right? Yeah. And jungle juice, when you read it, like, so they got grape, they got orange, 
they got strawberry, right? But then on the carton that they have, is, and it's a big carton. I don't know if you remember this, JP. This is not like a baby carton. So, you know, you got the little small milk carton that you would get at a, at a school. This is more like the leader joint mm. that you would get from the store. Yeah, that's some Texas stuff, bro. That's some text, bro. That's some Texas stuff, right? So you would get the jungle juice. It's leaking, right? Yeah, every time you look at it, there's leaks coming out of it. But then you you would scan down and look on the jungle juice, right? And the jungle juice would say this, bro. Contains because the jungle juice, it would contain zero percent juice. I don't know how. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know whose idea it was zero percent. I don't even know why I was calling juice. Uh-huh. But it would say on the carton, 0% juice. And so you would take your Debbie cake, you would take your jungle juice, you would ring them up, come up to 50 some cent if you got the, the small carton, come to 75 cent if you got the big carton. And then you would take that 50 cent and then get on the bus, right? All to save a dollar. And what I, what I realized about nutrition for me growing up is that I learned nutrition to preserve my pocket and my absence of finances and funds, not nutrition that was going to make me healthy, mm, right? Mm, mm-hmm. And so as we talk about this idea of you know, nutrition, part of the challenge that we have is like many of us have learned this idea of nutrition from a place of scarcity, not from a place of abundance. So... JP, tell us about maybe a nutritional or health fail um, in your life. Go ahead and uh, get transparent with us. Give us a great little story. Go ahead, bro. Uh, actually, I can't, you know, for me, right, uh, I have I have a high metabolism, so I burn a lot of fat on gain weight as much as I would like to, I guess, in a certain situation. So it's unfair for me, um, as as my wife likes to point out, for me to to chime in on the nutritional things. Cause I'm I'm like that dude, like hey, if the doctor says stop doing XYZ, that's what I'm gonna stop doing. You know what I mean? And so a lot of people are like, oh man, it's so hard to give up this and that and blah, 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 blah. But one of the things that I noticed that a lot of people that are around me, for instance, where I am now, will be playing basketball and people will take a, a smoke break. Hmm. And I'm just I, I have a hard time wrapping my mind around the idea that you're gonna play a a, a sport get involved in a physical activity <laughs> that, that requires you to breathe, to use your lungs, and at every opportunity as possible, you're taking a smoke break. Like, we'll be in a gym, bro, and they'll jump up. Like, where we are in this part of Africa, you go to a gym, and there'll be like a window at the top. These dudes will run up the bleachers and stick their head out the window just to smoke a wow. cigarette. You know what I'm saying? Dude, last wow. time when, when it was uh, summertime, came back with a face full of mosquito bites. He just had to stick his head out that window and the mosquitoes lit his face up. Um, but I just, I guess what I'm saying is that it's, I, I see people who have a desire to do something physical, to be active, to play a sport, something they grew up doing and want to do. But that nicotine, that that desire to smoke, that whatever that endorphin or dopamine that gets released by smoking that cigarette um, is more important to them to the actual reality of like, hey, you're kind of doing yourself. If you're doing this for physical reasons, if you're doing this to stay healthy, if you're doing this to stay active, um, you're kind of undoing a lot of that by smoking those cigarettes, right? Um, and I think for me, in comparison, um, I have found out that I don't know that I'm really. It's hard, bro. Like, I think the only thing for me is that I stay away from from 
from sugars because I kind of know how my body responds when I have a lot of sugar going on. Um, and I don't drink sodas anymore. I don't drink like fake juices. I only drink juices that I juice at home. Anyway, we'll get to that stuff later, but I was trying to relate to the people. And this is unfortunately one of those situations where I defer to you because it's just like, bro, like I, I just at a place in life where I realized like, man, like I ate a bunch of junk food. I ate a bunch of like in college, like that was the worst of my life. I would, any meal I can get, I was going to eat till I popped. Right. That's just because you don't know where your next meal is going to come from. And I noticed that being a skinny dude, I had a belly and I was like, oh, bro, this isn't cool. Like, there's no way that I, I weigh less than 160 pounds and my belly sticks over my, my waistline. Like, that's not going to be as a, as a, you know, as a young Sheesh. man, as a 21, 22 year old. You know what I'm saying? Uh, doing those college years. And I think at that point, I just realized, like, yeah, I just got to be a little more considerate because you remember Siskel and Ebert? The the uh, uh the movie yeah yeah, yeah, the yeah. Movie so the skinny one actually yeah I've never seen okay them. well the skinnier one he died of a heart attack and wow. the expectation would be for the heavyset dude and I was like yo like at that point in life I realized like oh skinny dudes can have heart attacks so let me watch my intake right I didn't it just wasn't a thing call it skinny you ever heard of skinny fat? skinny fat <laughs> it's like skinny yeah, fat yeah 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 no it's called, no seriously it's called skinny fat it's like skinny fat is when your body looks slim. And yet your organs are like we not, dying, we dying. Like <laughs> we can't, we ain't gonna make it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so I think again, I mean, I'm not trying to like shame people or be in a situation, but it's like, man, like this is one of those things where I take real serious um, about health. Um, I mean, yeah, we'll get into practical stuff, but like, I know my blood type. I know how to eat for my blood type, like all those type of things. We'll talk about that stuff later, but it's just like I, I can't say one thing that I I, I, no, I noticed for a while that my toenails, oddly enough, will tell on me, and when I'm eating bad. Like my toenails will do weird things. They'll turn colors. They'll start like, they'll shape weird or whatever the case may be. And I've cut out like high fructose corn syrup for the most part of my life. And like, it's just, I'm a, my, my stuff is immaculate. My toes are immaculate. You know what I'm saying? So I think the fail was, you know, for a long time, knowing that, yo, I'm putting things in my body that I shouldn't put in and my body's telling on me. And I kept doing it. But once, you know, you just get to a point where you're just like, nah, I can't do it no more, man. So I'm sorry. I didn't give you the, I didn't give you the fuel for your fire. I'm getting, you didn't give you any laughable moments, bro. But I just uh Oh well, don't worry. Bro, listen, don't worry. You got plenty of those. <laughs> like, listen, your your life in a cult makes up oh, for everything okay. that we're missing. Right. You okay. said, like, bro, okay. listen, 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 don't worry, don't ever worry uh, about the okay. gas. <laughs> you have more than enough in the gas, right? So so for me, the health fail is I've shared before, I've been married um this year for 17 years. And um you know, have three children. My daughter is in high school. And um, when I first got married, initially, you know, man, I was fit. You know, everybody say, I, I want to uh, look good when you're naked body, okay? And so, you know, I went out my way to be fit, you know, because brothers, you know, men a lot of times and, and women will do this as well. When when the wedding comes, you know, they, they go into the gym, they get in shape, you know, they're getting ready for the honeymoon. And so they're doing all the different things to be in shape, to be fit. And so, bro, I came into my wedding very fit, very in shape. Well, it ended up after the wedding, um, I hadn't calculated the oh, marriage, okay. right? <laughs> in my okay, fitness. Okay. Okay. And so ended up getting married and having a child. And as my wife gained weight from the baby, I gained it as well. They call it sympathy weight. Right. And so, you know, I didn't notice it at first. I thought, you know, it's fine. She, you know, she's pregnant, whatever. And when I went in the bathroom, I was like, wow, I'm thick. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 
I'm getting oh, thick okay. out here. Like my, like I'm starting to like my pants ain't fitting the way they used to. I'm getting thick, and I realized that I was starting like to become overweight during this time. I wish I could flash a photo on this, and so decided one day um, to <laughs> decided I want to get in shape. So I go up to the track at the university, and I was like, well. I'm going to get my laps in. So I start doing my jog, right? Now, listen, JP, I am, my legs are on fire. My chest is on fire. I am out of breath because I am super out of shape, but I'm trying to be um, very intentional about my health at this point. And I saw friends pull up to the track. They were like, hey, Beach, what are you doing over there? Beach, it's a true story. Hey, what are you doing? And when I walked over to the car, you know, feeling good and feeling determined, <laughs> feeling like, you know, I put some intentionality in. JP, they look at me and they was like, bro, we thought you were, you know, a woman uh, with that big uh, behind. I was like, oh. <laughs> Slim face. Oh, man. Slim waist with a big behind. <laughs> What in the world? Why did y'all do slim waist <laughs> and a big behind? <laughs> Cute face, slim waist and a big behind. Hmm. Why did y'all hmm. say that to hmm. me? <laughs> All right. So, Yikes. my health fell was just allowing myself. To get so overweight and not mm. notice it mm. Mm. to the point to where my friends were cracking. Say shot it was happening. <laughs> and uh, and I, okay, hey, all right, Bishop. Hey. I ended up not knowing what to do. So tell me what your observations are with the culture. What do you see with us as a culture? in terms of health fail. Go ahead, JP. Uh, look, I mean, hey, man, I, you know, I may not be the best suited for this due to my 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 lack of thickness <laughs> as, as one of us. Yeah, what do you what do you see? Well, I'm saying, what do you see in the yeah, culture yeah, in terms yeah, of no. health fails? What do you see in culture I mean, in terms of health it's easy, fails? bro. I mean, it's, it's too many people are addicted to the sugars. Um, they're addicted to the... The fats, they're addicted to the taste of things. Right now, apparently back home in the States, which I'm not around for, there's this beef between Chick-fil-A and Popeye's with this new chicken sandwich situation, Ooh, right? It's a, it's yeah. a problem, bro. <laughs> it's, it's people losing friends over this, I hear, man. Like, it's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And it's not oh. a beef. It's not a beef. It's uh, just a shock. Okay, it's not, no, it's no beef. beef. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, okay. no okay. beef. Go it's ahead, chicken. chicken. You're right. Go ahead, bro. Um, yeah, man. And and so I, uh, for for what I'm noticing is the biggest thing for me is the the idea that, and this is not necessarily conspiracy theory, but just like just take this out. What happens when the lights go out? Right when when people can't go to the grocery store, when they can't go to aisle seven, when they can't pull up and and have you know go to the internet and have somebody deliver their groceries to them. What's going to happen? And so for me, I think the biggest fail is people's inability, one, to know what good food is, to know what, what food is, period, right? To know what, what food is, right? Um, not GMOs, not, you know what I'm saying? Not byproducts, not, you know, these different things. Um, and not being able to know like, yo, hey, it's the winter time and I'm eating watermelon. You probably shouldn't be able to eat watermelon Ooh. in the winter. It's a summer fruit, right? 
Um, we're out of touch with seasons. We're out of touch with what grows in certain seasons. We're out of touch with what real food is. We're out of touch with why we shouldn't be eating all these genetically modified things, why we shouldn't be intaking all this sugar, why we shouldn't be drinking all these drinks and all these different things. Um, because we don't, people aren't tuned into that. They're not concerned. They just think Good that, well. you know, their, their, their hair is falling out or their teeth is turning colors or their bodies respond in a certain way just because they're getting older or whatever. It's like, no, it's what you're putting into your body. And I think that we are less health conscious in the current time than we've been in a long time um, just because of the, the availability of just to get something real quick. Right. Like even like, I mean, like, you know, just it's just it's just, the you know, the, the drive throughs, the fast food. I'm in a country right now where there is no fast food, bro. It's not going to happen. Like like you're going to sit down and if you go to a fast food place, it's still going to be a wait. You know what I mean? People have meals with their family. They cook their own. They grow their own food. The, the, the stuff that they bought that's meat is fresh. They just bought. It was just slaughtered hours ago. You know, there's no preservatives. If you have an apple or, 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 or orange or a banana, it's going to turn very quickly. Um, like you just can't have a bag mm. apple sitting in your house for two weeks. Like it just doesn't work that way. Um, your, your, your bread is going to mold very quickly. And what I've seen and what I've learned, bro, it's just like, man, like, like I, 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 I mean, I am an African. I don't want to be stereotypical, but I, I got on my whole, like, yo, I'm gonna make fire from scratch. Uh, I'm a, I'm a cook over an open fire without charcoals. I'm gonna get this wood and this kindling. I'm gonna figure out how to make this happen. I'm gonna learn how to grow things. I'm gonna learn how to find water. You know what I'm saying? Underground. Like it's just a lot of things where, uh, on a very basic level, if 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 grocery stores were to go out of business tomorrow, a lot of people would be stuck. You know, uh, we don't we don't have our own. My grandma, bro, my grandma had her own garden, bro. She had anything that you can want growing in her garden. Like she didn't need to go to the grocery store. She didn't have to rely on somebody else bringing eggs and all these different things, right? And I think that we've lost that in generations. Like I, my dad, he said when he used to go to his grandmother's house in the summertime, he was just eating chickens fresh off the line, bro. Like they go out. Ring a chicken's neck, that chicken was on the dinner table. You know what I mean? Like farm the table wasn't yeah. something you had to pay a whole bunch of money to experience. It just was what it was. And I'm not saying that everybody has to start having chickens and, you know, whatever. But I think, though, you you do need to have that skill of how to grow something, how to plant a seed, to know seasons, to know, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I need to to not be relying upon somebody else's provision in the grocery store. Um, and and, I, and it's, Good, again, bro. it's not an indictment. It's an encouragement. Um, but I, I think the the biggest thing is like we're just so far removed from the land that it's shameful um, and it's embarrassing. Woo! This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At Bow, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So, whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group? teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, Bow offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. You know, we talk a lot as a culture about working out, a lot. And I was reflecting on it, and I was thinking about the baby boomers and generations before. JP, did you know that 
they only really mentioned working out when they were training for a sport or they mm. wanted to bodybuild. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> and I want to say something to us. It's not our fault that food moved from farm, agricultural kind of culture, agricultural meaning outside, grown, no genetically modified stuff, to microwavable meals, the faster we can get it. Like, if I can make this meal in 30 seconds and now you get it for very mm-hmm, cheap, mm-hmm. right? And not our fault that the foods that we eat have been so altered that our body doesn't know mm-hmm, what it is, mm-hmm. right? But it is our responsibility to know what it is that we're putting in our bodies and how it's impacting us, right? And so one of my observations is this, but we're just too quick to just go with the flow and to turn our brains off when we enter our plate. Yeah. Right? So we come to a plate of food and someone asks us what we eat. We eat what? Mm, Everything. Yeah. yeah. Right? I used to hear it as a compliment, like, oh, I'm being hospitable, you know, I'm in this situation where I'm just going to allow anything. I now see that as reckless yeah, and irresponsible. Yeah. If you eat everything, here's what it tells me. Your brain is not considering what's going into your body. And again, some people will suspend their restrictions to be hospitable. So I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying if this is your normal worldview, what it tells me is you're not thinking when it comes to food. And because you're not thinking when it comes to food, you have a bad relationship with food that is negatively impacting your body, right? When I hear lots of talk about go get this thing and this hype and excitement is all these like things, I was like, wow, I want to say this to them. Don't you know what tastes good to you isn't good for you? And because we don't develop a lot of food-informed food perspectives like what nutrients are giving our body certain vitamins, now our routines are built around poor habits. And so when someone says, I remember when I first became, I went on a stint where I was a vegan for about eight months. And I remember when I would tell people, because right, you know, right, you got to right, tell right, people, right. you can't just be a vegan, bro. It, it's Vegans not possible, so, right? Anyway, so people, okay, you got it. Uh, you got let it. me, uh, got well, it. let me, let me give some, yeah, yeah, yeah. let me give a defense for it, right? Let me give a defense. I used to believe that vegans, some vegans are, they're bragging, they're boasting about, you know, what they don't eat, right? They're telling you in order to proselyze you, right? But there's also a reality of we, even what I thought, we share a lot of moments around food. And so a vegan is going to have to say to you very quickly, hey, I don't eat that I'm vegan. Like they have to make it known to you so that you don't become offensive, defensive, all these different things. And then we go like, oh, wow, God, wow. Wow, you're doing too much. And so what I would say is there was a moment when I was, vegan and I would tell people that and then they would blurt out with no thought. I, 
I could never, I could never kill a chicken. Like, bro, listen, like poltergeist. Like, JP was like, they couldn't help but to like blurt it out. Like, well, the, oh, I, I could never kill a chicken, right? And I realized I was like, yo, you don't realize that even the thought of you giving something up, your brain unconsciously and subconsciously, yeah. you think yeah, you're yeah, gonna yeah. die. Yeah. Right. And I go, wow. That's what we call food trauma. Is that you and I have developed so such a poor habit and routine and experience with something, so that now when we even think about doing something healthier, we say to ourselves, I, I, I could never <laughs> you should see the face. <laughs> bro, to me it's like somebody drowning, bro. I, I, I could never give a chicken. Like you say it with no thought. You're not even it. Your lips just start moving because your brain is saying, if I did this, I would die. And so, yeah. So what I would say is one of the the challenges is because we're not willing to confront a lot of the ways that we develop poor habits and food trauma. Now, when we begin to talk about food health, it seems very impractical and even impossible for us to make a significant change. So what what do you think, JP, even just in terms of food trauma, food health, and even just food traditions um, that keep us from being nutritionally healthy? Go ahead. It's the emotional connection, I think, that comes with the foods we eat, right? So I have, a, fam- I have a family member. Yeah, I have a family member who there's a lot of fond memories of certain foods. So there's a lot of like, family trips and Thanksgivings and Christmases and different outings and different uh, adventures that come along with eating certain things, right? You know, you, I mean, you still got people eating chitlins, you know, in 2019. Uh, I'm saying, uh, right? You know, but there's a emotional, psychological hold that, that is there and that's present that people just can't give that up. You know what I mean? And there was a point in time where I used to eat a bowl of Kraft and Crunch Berries every night before (laughs) I went to bed. It's, packed, it's fortified with, with, with vitamins and minerals. I don't know what's so funny. Um, Go ahead. Man. Yeah. Uh huh. Thank you. Go ahead. Um, I just, I'm just, you know, vitamins and minerals. All right. Look at the box. They're full of them. Um, Go ahead. But, you know, Go talking ahead. to a dentist and, and understanding what was happening, it was just a lot of like sugar impulses that my body was telling me I needed to have. And, but it was also some good times as a kid. Like some of the best times I had with my mom was me sitting at the watching table. Cartoons. Me, well, you know, watching <laughs> cartoons, eating a bowl of Captain Crunch Berries. Because, I mean, that was a luxury item. Like Captain Crunch Berries and Fruity Pebbles wasn't something Ooh. I was regularly getting. Bro, we had the off-brand joints. Do you remember the off-brand Captain Crunch? I do. The off-brand uh, Tony the Tiger joints. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> frosted. It was just frosted or just flakes. Um, I'm like, my kids have no idea about the Greater Value series. Right, I'm like, right. y'all have no idea. You could be eating Greater Value series, not organic series. Go exactly, ahead, bro. bro. I'm saying, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, I'm like, like having like anything besides like. Rice, I was eating kicks as a teenager, bro. Like that's the only cereal I could get in the house, bro. Like that's just how it was, right? Uh, we just it just wasn't a priority. So there's a lot of moments that are just tied to me eating those Captain Crunch berries. But once I realized, like, bro, these aren't good for my teeth. I can probably get these minerals and nutrients in food that doesn't have to be enriched with these minerals and nutrients. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just it just it just came to realization where like, yo, I got to let this go. And even like uh, certain foods, like. 
greens with the with the with the with the fat backs and the hogs and you know all that type of stuff inside of it as opposed to maybe putting some turkey meat in it or something like it's just a lot of family traditions um that had emotional and psychological uh holds that i feel like in my family um that people have had to break those habits based on this is what you know Maria cooked and this is what such a cooked and this is what such a cooked it's like yo that it just good, it wasn't good um so i think that's that's one of those things and i think another one is the inability to push back from the table um because of how things taste and because of um our desire to have things in the way our brain has told us that we need it um we don't have the self control that's necessary to say hey i don't have to necessarily be vegan uh or strictly you know vegetarian or whatever um in order to enjoy foods that taste good and i'm not saying you have to make you know almond almond cheese or you know all that type of stuff which is pretty good i've had some almond cheese before or cashew cheese yeah uh, cashew, cashew cheese cashew cheese is amazing get it right cashew i'm, get I'm it right, sorry bro. i don't mean to disrespect no. uh <laughs> get it right <laughs> fix your mouth Go ahead. fix your, mouth, fix your <laughs> face but i fix it for you um <laughs> so you know it's just it's just that idea that man like like having to venture out bro i know adults that still eat ramen noodles bro with the packet like it's one thing just to eat the ramen noodles and maybe season it yourself but you just putting all of that like what is it prawn or like shrimp salt or or ham or like all these different seasoning packets in your ramen noodles as a grown man like bro we got to stop doing that you know what i'm saying we got to stop um and oh man that's I just thought about a friend who does that. Still, no shade to you. That wasn't had nothing to do no with you. Shade I love you, to you. but love it was it. just it just came to me. But um, they gonna text you tonight. They gonna be like, "See, John, Roy, I, I heard you disrespect nah, me on the podcast." No, no, no. Apologies for that. Um, but yeah, so it's just one of those things where the emotional attachment, the psychological attachment, the the not having the wherewithal to push back and to resist, um, not wanting to detox from the show. Like you know, people that are, you know they're detoxing from coke uh or sugary drinks and so like the sugar headaches that you get the detox feelings that you get the shakes that you get like like people don't want to go through those things um and it's and it's hard it's it's hard and it, i think it goes to show again how you are and what your eating habits is probably how you are as a person if you can't Good. if you can't no 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 no, no. Oh, slow down okay. slow down okay. slow down okay. say that again okay say Rip, yes, run yes. that back. Run that point back. How you are as as, as in your eating habits. How you are as an eater is probably how you are in your personal life. Right? What do you mean? So say so the impulse control, right? So hey man, like uh, I'm just gonna eat this honey bun real quick. I take that. So that's one thing I can't remember. I was killing myself with honey buns at one point in time. But that's I would like. Ooh. I was like I was a gourmet honey bunner. Like I'm getting honey buns from all these different companies from all these different places. Like because I'm amazing. <laughs> I, was, I was killing myself. Um, honey buns are bro. That's like that's like Satan, bro. Honey bun man. Bro. Honey bun man. Honey buns honey are like sweet man. angel meat, bro. Like I'm, I'm right now. I'm, I'm lusting <laughs> in my mind. I'm trying to figure out how can I get me a honey bun. Like right now. Uh, <laughs> late night runs in, in areas in liquor stores that I need to, didn't need to be in at 2 a.m. just to get that honey bun fix. But anyway, so as 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 you are as a person, right, again, not being able to push back from the table, not being able to say no, not being able to resist temptations may reflect who you are as a person. Like, yo, why is it that I keep having these problems with my personal life at work, with my relationships? Like, yo, like if if you can't stop eating things that aren't good for you, especially when you know they're not good for you, you probably aren't the type of person that could say, hey, you know what? I got the girl. I'm in this relationship. Let me not answer that DM. Let me not return this text message. Let me not, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, hey, big head. all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, big head, like for real, like that's just one of those things. So with that, it's just, it just comes to a point in time where I don't know, it's hard. And again, 
things are difficult for people and it, it's but the reality is you got to do what's good for you and yeah if if you don't get these things under wraps man it it, it could it could lead to other I, again i know people that can't start their day without having a sugary drink. Like I know, I know people right now that I've met that start their day off with a, uh, energy drink. And it's just like, like every morning. And it's just like, bruh, like that's, that's, you should probably just wake up. You should just, you should just wake up in enough time where you can sit in near the bed for a little bit, roll over here and there, splash some water on your face. Like you should, there's there's some things that you can do that you don't have to start your day with an energy drink. Anyway, I'm gonna stop there. Good. No, this is good. So a couple of things I want to read that there's a study that came out and it said this, one out of five people will die from an unhealthy diet. Mm-hmm. Mm. One out of five people on the planet, bro. That's 11 million people per year yeah, yeah. Who will die. Like, bro, we do not take this seriously. We go, this all be happy. Listen, yeah, healthy food is cheaper than medication, bro. I say this all the time. And I think part of the reason why is we give this self-evaluation, right? So people, everybody thinks they eat healthy until they have to be, you know, evaluated, right? So I think about the dentist, right? And I told the story about, you know, I skipped the dentist for a couple of years. You know, th- these are mm-hmm. facts, okay? And I thought, well, my teeth don't hurt, therefore they're good. And went to the dentist and I was a little concerned. You know, they may find something, but... You know, but I roll my dice. I roll the dice and yeah, risk it. Yeah. And risk it all. See what happens. JP, I got to that dental office and it, it was like clockwork. You know, they asked me how long have you not been here? When's your last exam? You know, I kind of fudged the truth. Was like, you know, really was like three to four years. I was like, yeah, like, you know, two yeah, years. Yeah. And they put me through the official test. And then we're like, nope, you have build up here, 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 here. And I'm just, you know, I'm in shock and I'm trying to like, you know, what does that mean? And bro, they like, they put me through some agony. Yeah, yeah. They were like, you are missing it, right? The same is true with our health. Anybody can have this la-la land evaluation about your health until you go step on that scale. Yeah. Until you go get that blood pressure checked, until you go get that checkup, right? With your heart rate and with your cholesterol, anybody can think they're doing good. Even if you're skinny fat, I want to make this point. Just because you're not overweight doesn't mean you're eating in a way that your organs are not failing. Mm-hmm. You can be thin and be genetically predisposed to a high metabolism. And yet your heart is slowly going out. It's working harder than what it should. And what you said about Cisco and Ebert, the skinny one died from a heart attack. That's the shocking thing. R. Kelly hands. Yeah. <laughs> you know what he went through. Yeah. That video was yeah. R. Kelly hands, yeah. right? So, so here's what I would say. Self-evaluation, right? Self, uh, self-assumption is often the worst evaluation. You don't know. You really don't know what's going on. You're measuring off of how you feel. And so what I would say when it comes to health is that we oftentimes, we are overshooting it. We do not know. And we're thinking just because my heart isn't beating fast at night or my organ isn't doing this, I must be okay. And JP, 
it's not even mm, true. Mm. It's not even true. Go ahead, bro. What what are some some closing things and go and then I'm gonna tell the people some ways that they can begin to change their health. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Again, it's lightly treading because I know again the psychological traumas and the different things that come along with eating habits. Um, so uh, our point in this was not to be light, you know, and to make fun of, but more so just point in the direction of health and wholeness, right? And helping people understand that there's a link between nutritional health and physical health, of course, right? Nutritional health and psychological health, nutritional health and spiritual health, like these things matter. And when you're not well in that department, when you're not eating things or ingesting things or taking care of your body, uh, whether it's exercise, you know, whatever, um, you're going to suffer in those other areas. And for whole, you know, for whole life wholeness, um, we have to be really considerate and really concerned about the things we intake um, from 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 mm. water and, and staying hydrated. Like you can literally you can go into like psychosis from from being uh, uh, dehydrated. You, you, your body will respond in crazy ways to, to to not having enough water. And so it's 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 very important for the listener to understand that although some things taste good, although this is the way mama used to make it, although this gives you nostalgia and makes you feel a certain way about uh, this particular thing that you that you love to taste, it could be your your undoing. It could be it could be something that's causing you to be again one step closer to the grave than you need to be. And unnecessarily, right? Um, we can control what comes into our mouth. You know, that's, that's, that's not a hard thing, but I do understand that the, I think an issue that people need to rectify quickly is, is budgeting and understanding that, Hey man, it mm. does. Unfortunately in the United States of America, it costs more to have an organic piece of fruit than it does for a 10 pack of chicken. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because of the nature of capitalism and the way things work, you gotta, you know, all these people that are making chickens in a, in a, in a factory you know, uh, under some lights that don't grow feathers in the beak and they're big as, you know, a football versus, a, you know, what a real healthy chicken should be. But again, yo, side note, let me say this, bro. Yo, have you seen a chicken in the wild? Like, bro, I ate chicken like that's just on a farm in the wild. And I was like, why is this chicken so small? And I was like, oh, because it's not being oh. pumped with steroids. <laughs> yes. Yes. Bro, like I was yeah. in shock. I didn't know chickens were that small. I was like, oh, this is not the big colossal turkey leg chicken that I'm used to. This is just bro, regular. I live chicken. in a country ahead, where that's reality. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, them wings didn't really fill me up like they used to back home, you know? Um, I'm eating pigeon out here. Like, no, that's a chicken. That's just <laughs> <laughs> but what you was eating was something else. You know what I mean? But really, and and so just hitting on the point of nutrition, like, yes, like, you can give your your kid a, a a purple drink and hot takis for breakfast, but then you're just setting up setting them up for failure for the rest of the day, right? You're teaching them bad habits as well as setting them up for nutrition fails so they can't concentrate or they're sleepy or they're hyperactive or whatever. Um, but we have to be considerate, like, yo, is it is it worth spending less money doing X Y Z and spending more money on nutrition, or is it worth growing my own food? Is it is it worth having my own garden? Is it worth you know what I mean? Doing what I need to do. But we we can't allow money uh, and time to be an excuse for not properly taking care of nutrition, um, to not eating healthy, to not showing our kids better eating habits, uh, to pull away from the purple drinks and the Capri Suns and the uh, I'm, I'm getting all these I'm trying not to na- say na- labels and names, but you know sugary drinks and hey you over you there, there now right? uh, my foot is in it. Um, but yeah, yeah so so basically again cutting it short. Pick, taking the time to to learn about nutrition, to learn about wellness and wholeness, to understand that 
what you eat, what you put in your body affects you in spiritually, mentally, uh, physically, of course. Um, to know that, yes, it may be more expensive to to buy organic things or things that aren't full of chemicals and spray with pesticides, but it's better for you. And it's best to figure out your budget in such a way where either you're growing your own stuff or you're buying at a farmer's market or you're, you're doing some farm to table stuff um, versus just putting, you know, random stuff in your body. Mm, it's so good. Even as you say that, I, I feel the listener being challenged. And what we've done, what what are the things that I've done to combat this and to help people gain not just a small modification, but the total transformation Um, I've created, JP, what's called a 45-day total transformation challenge where you get a mind, body, and soul experience um, with me Mm. as your coach, and you begin to engage this process in a meaningful way. Um, Many of our clients have hit a lot of significant weight goals, 17 pounds, 20 pounds, 25 pounds, 27 and a half pounds, simply because they're learning the secrets of what it means to be healthy from the inside out and to keep it off. And so if you're interested in that, make sure you visit the 45daytotaltransformation.com. That's four, number four, five, number five, day, totaltransformation.com. Sign up. And then when the next class starts, we'll alert you. And hopefully you'll be able to enroll in that class. Also, if you just need a little encouragement, you just say, man, I need someone to walk with you. Make sure you go to the buildabetterus.com website, click get involved, and you can find a capable and competent life coach there. Um, our goal is to help you become a better you so that we can become a better us. Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast.